0: One of the things I've loved about my long voyage of doing afterlife research has been the fact that it wasn't always easy to puzzle out what I was learning. I I mean, things mostly did fit together, which is amazing by itself, but it was it was really a pretty gigantic puzzle. Death in the afterlife is easily as complex a topic to study as is the whole of life on earth. And the facts didn't always show up in order. And it, it, it didn't always make sense to me until I stepped back and thought about it. Uh, maybe even tried to put myself a little bit in God's shoes, perhaps. Take the fact that the reality of the death we're talking about living in through deep trance mediums was very earth-like, full of lovely scenic you know, details. And then when I was decades into doing this research, I read Michael Newton's Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls, in which he had regressed people's people to what he called their life between lives, and they were living in a very different kind of existence. And I soon came to see that the difference was something like a difference of our perception. I'd like to discuss that a little bit with our guests today, even though our topic is going to be something which we have just been talking about recently, um, but it, with a different person, which I think is fun. It's fun to get different perceptions from different guests. But, the difference I saw between what, what, what he was talking about and with which, what other people have talked about, what some of the dead have talked about is something like a difference between scenery and scaffold, maybe. People on earth are used to earth-like scenery and they can have that in the afterlife. But with a shift of perception, we can see this, the scaffolding behind that scenery. Fascinating, really fascinating. If we get that too. I, I think you should know. A little bit with Bob Monroe's trilogy, The Journeys Out of the Body, Far Journeys and Ultimate Journey, those three books. It's it's we have to understand behind it all there is a fundamental, which is consciousness. That's really all that exists. So beyond materiality, there's a very different set of rules, maybe multiple sets of rules. All of this is so fascinating to me. So with us for the third time today is Dr. Anne Clark. Anne is the, the, a Michael Newton Institute certified Life Between Lives facilitator, and she's a Reiki master. She's the owner of and she practices at Wisdom for Wellness in Hoover, Alabama. Her popular Great Loss workshops are offered online. She holds a BS in nursing from McAllister College and an MN from Emory University, and she's a registered nurse. She's very accomplished. She has a PhD from the University of Chicago as well. Her books, um, among the books she has authored or co-authored, are Llewellyn's Little Books of Life Between Lives and also Wisdom of Souls, which was the winner of a 2020 Coalition of Visionary Resources Gold Book Award. She also has won the very prestigious Peggy Newton Award from the Michael Newton Institute. (laughs) And welcome. I'm so glad you're with us again. And I, I want you to know I have spent yesterday playing hooky because I was reading the Welland's Little Book of Life Between Lives and becoming boggled all over again. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. We, we we had a lot of fun the last time so i was anxious to have you back i think one of the biggest factors in all of this when i try to understand how dr newton's work fits with everything else is is one of the time and space basically don't exist beyond this material reality and it's or at least they operate very differently and it's so hard for us sometimes to really get our minds around that and how it affects everything it really does affect everything and and i saw that over again when i was reading this little book of life between lives it really affects everything doesn't it
1: yes it really does and dr newton pointed out that the earth is one place where we have a time altered situation which means on earth here we have a past a present, and a future. And so that fits very well into our topic today of past lives. We use past life in Dr. Newton's work because we start out by doing a past life regression so that we enter the spirit world naturally. And then, of course, life between lives looks at our home in the spirit world and what we do in between lives. But today we're going to talk about past life, past lives. It's interesting that in Dr. Newton's work, the theory behind past lives is that it's reincarnation. That that being that we are souls who come to earth for an experience, to learn, to grow, to enjoy ourselves. And that when we're finished with the life, our body dies. But our soul is remains alive, living, goes back home, has a spell in the afterlife, in the spirit realm, and when ready, comes back and lives another life. So that's the basis of past life regression through Michael Newton's work. But there are other theories of what past life phenomena might be about. One of the theories, of course, is that it's simply fantasy or metaphor that people simply make up these these stories or their unconscious mind comes up with a situation that would be a metaphor that would help them in their current life. Um, often a person who's had a past life regression will say, I, did I just make that all up or was this real? <laughs> right. So this could be, but it seems too
0: real to be made up.
1: Yes, Um, yes. And I can always tell. I've been doing past life regressions since 2007, and I can tell that people are not making it up. They have emotions. They really get into it. They say things that just uh, shock me sometimes. And most of us, if we were going to make up a past life, we would have been a queen or yeah, a very rich exactly. person. And often that's not the case.
0: Yeah. But, right. um,
1: people do think that. Um, a second theory about what it is is, of course, reincarnation, actual soul memories, a life we've lived. And yet a third explanation is that it's soul tapping. Um, we could actually be tapping into another soul's memory and that our con- unconscious does this to give us, again, a situation that will help us learn something about our own life. And the fourth theory about what past life regression might be is that we're all one and that we can tap into universal consciousness and our unconscious can find a memory that fits our situation that we can learn from. So those are four different perspectives wow. on what past life memories that we pull up during a past life regression session might be all about. I have wondered about that.
0: Um Whether, whether, And in fact, um, that, that's something that, that, uh, my own spirit guide suggested to me that you don't have to live a whole life, but that, that where there's sort of a, of a blending of lives. Um, he likes to tease me kind of about these things and make me think about these things, but, but to, because if, if you need a specific kind of experience, um, to 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 have to live a whole life in order to have that specific kind of experience seems like overkill um to be able to experience one specific kind of thing if you if you could tap into a life where someone has had that experience so, and 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 sort of experience it in in someone else's life that would be
1: maybe enough yes yes that's certainly a a possibility. On the other hand, I see sessions where someone has tried to learn the same lesson repeatedly over lifetimes, and they keep coming back, putting themselves in different life situations and circumstances so they can learn that lesson. Uh, I'd also like to say, having done past life regressions since 2007, this is my feeling on what the source of past life memories are, I feel from doing these sessions that the majority of them are actual past lives that have been lived. I know this through the fact that some of the memories are very vivid. They know things that how could they possibly know otherwise, and they they give very specific situations. On the other hand, I have some sessions that I think are not as clear. And those I think may be pulling from the conscious memory that's available to all of us, unconscious memories. So I think that in my practice, I think I've experienced both sources of past life memories.
0: So you think that but that that they that ha- it happens both ways, yes yeah. yes i do I, I i think you probably are right i i think you are right um if people n- need it one one way if people really need the whole experience um and and uh well, m- more to the point if it's actually been a- a a life that they've lived then it's it's good if they can be regressed to that life and they can live it again or go go be go go to that particular part of a life that they have lived so much yes. better, but if they haven't then if there is a life that you can re bit of someone else's life that you you can regress them to, and they can have that experience. Um, sort of vicariously from someone else's life, then that's wonderful too. They can have that experience without having to live a whole life in order to have that experience. Yes. Um, We all are so closely connected. I don't think people have any sense of how much we are connected that way.
1: Yes, we are very closely connected. The one thing that I have seen in virtually every past life regression That I've done is the lives that come up and the information that we're able to receive is very closely related to their current life, to their current issues and challenges. And the advice that we're able to receive is wonderful. One of the things that I do during a past life regression session is when we have visited a life, I ask the person that we, whose life We've just visited to stick around for a while and let us ask some questions. And some of the questions I ask are, why was it that you asked my client to, or you allowed them to come visit your life today? What was it that you wanted to show them or tell them? That question is very revealing, brings out wonderful information for the client.
0: Really? So, so, so now let's set the scene here. The person that this person who is your client once was a previous lifetime of your client. Yes. And, and we're asking this previous per personality. What do you, what do you want this future person personality, this person you will, will in the future be, although there is no future to this person who is, you you can tie your own mind in knots if you're not careful. Why did you allow this to
1: happen? And what do you want them to know? I asked them why they, essentially, I may be talking to the soul or the higher self, I'm really not. Yes,
0: yes. But I
1: asked the soul to address the question from the standpoint of the person whose life we've just visited. And I asked the question, what was it that you wanted to show my client or tell my client? And this always relates very directly to an issue, a challenge, or a question that the client has. And it's always fascinating.
0: Yeah. For example, give us an example.
1: Well, for example, um, we might have someone who's going through a very difficult time in their marriage currently. And we'll go back to a past life when either the person that they were married to in that past life was the same soul of who they're married to in this lifetime, or the issue that the person in the past life was having in their marriage will be very similar to my client's issue. Wow. And, What we can do is we can say, if you had your life to live over again, what would you do differently? And they can tell us, now that they're back on the other side, or our soul can tell us what they could have done to make the situation better. And therefore, what my client can do to make their situation better.
0: Wow, that's wonderful. Does it really help? Have you checked in with the client
1: afterwards? It is extremely helpful. I often hear from my clients that this made a a tremendous change in their whole perspective and really helped them along. Oh, wow.
0: That's great. You, You can see how it would give people a whole different perspective on their on their lives and their whole situation to have that kind of information.
1: Yes. And sometimes we can clear out blocks that people have. Uh, we can help people understand why they may be having difficulty in certain relationships in their current life. It can help them have a much broader perspective of what it is they're currently learning and the point at which they're currently growing. So there, there's much information that can come from a past life regression.
0: I mean, you you really can see that. I mean, many people think of of it as almost being a tourist. Wow, I'd like to sort of see what it was like to be in Elizabethan times or something. I, I it, it it they don't think of it as being a tourist on your own on your own personal spiritual growth, which is what it really is. Um, you know, how you have learned and grown as you've been through these experiences. That's really what it's about. It's not really about anything external.
1: That's, uh, that's right. The real purpose of past life regression is to help you grow in your own life. Another thing that I do in my sessions, it's a little unique, is I always ask if there is a person in the spirit world in other words, a soul that's gone back home to the spirit world who would like to come forward and either say hello to the client or offer them some advice. And this has been a very effective thing that we've done during these sessions. Because I have recently lost my own daughter, I've started working with a lot of parents who have also lost children. And one of the things that I find is that when I do past life regressions for them, they're, the child that they've lost will come forward usually wow. and will speak to us. What is that like? That must
0: be very, very emotional.
1: Yes. Typically, the, per- the soul that comes forward during a regression, whether it be a child, Or another person from the uh, client's life will say how much they love you, how much they uh, watch over you, that they're with you, that they love you, and that they wish you well. Well, that's
0: very reassuring to hear. Do you ever have anybody saying negative things? Never. Never. No, I think that's. I'm not surprised to hear that, and I think that's what people really need to hear. The people, the people that transitioned, that you think you had unfinished business with, from their perspective, there isn't any unfinished business. It's that's so exactly Im- right. It's so important for people to know that it's all over once once they've gone ahead of you. It's done. All the things you think they left unsaid that are they're bitter or angry, uh-uh, there's none of that. It's all gone. Exactly. I yes. hope that gives people peace to hear. They didn't take any of the bitterness with them. It's done.
1: Yes. It's wonderful, really. On the other hand, I also have had some very adventurous regressions where people went back to a past life. And had many, many details. One of the most interesting was a corporate executive that came in because his wife had gifted him a session. He told me right at the beginning, I don't believe in any of this. Right. Uh, it's all just craziness, but my wife I won't let that. me alone until I try it. And uh <laughs> he kept not going into trance. He kept uh, sitting right up and saying, This isn't working. This isn't working until suddenly it was. And I was leading him through a visualization where I asked him to walk across the bridge. And he said very loudly to me, I can't in a very heavy southern accent. And so I asked him, why not? And he says, they'll shoot me. And I asked, who will shoot you? And he said, the damn Yankees. And what happened was he turned out to be in the civil war and he was, um, obviously on the side of the South. Right. And he, uh, was barefoot. It was cold. They were running away from a group of, of, uh, the, the damn Yankees, Northern soldiers. Right. And, um, his name, he said initially, was Peter. Later, he whispered to me and he said, no, my name is Pierre. And after that, he started speaking French. And I had to say to him, he was from the Cajun area of Louisiana. I had to say to him, uh, please speak English. I can't understand the French. When he came out of his session, uh, he couldn't believe that He actually went back there, but he remembered it distinctly. I asked him, do you speak French? And he said, no, that wasn't French. That was just gibberish. But it was French.
0: Oh, my word. I love it. I really love it. Isn't that amazing? Oh, gee. Did he he become a believer or did he just not believe it?
1: He was a believer after that.
0: Oh, my word.
1: That is hysterical. <laughs> what he, did he told he get me afterwards out of that? that when they drove through Tennessee, they drove through a certain area and he had a strong sense that he'd been there before. We call that deja vu. Yeah. And many clients uh, who have past life experiences will have experienced a deja vu in the area where their past life was lived.
0: Oh, Yes. Oh, that is so wonderful. What a great story. Yeah. Oh, I was sure I couldn't be regressed either. I had no trouble at all. <laughs> being hypnotized, being regressed. Nope. What What? what percentage of people do you find um, have trouble?
1: Or, well, there certainly or are people be. that are anxious about it and can block it. But basically, anyone can be hypnotized except for three reasons. And one is that they're so skeptical they won't let themselves be. Two is they're mentally challenged. If you have a low IQ, you don't have the capacity for focusing as much as you need to with an inner focus while hypnotized. And the third situation is someone who's under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Literally oh, really? everyone else can be hypnotized. Huh. And usually those who are skeptical or anxious, I can usually uh, work some situation that will help them relax and become less skeptical and hypnotize them as well.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think a lot of people believe that I can't, I'm not, there's no way. And, uh, oh, it was so easy. uh. And I kept, I, even when I was hypnotized, I was sure I wasn't, but boy, all kinds of things started to happen that I couldn't control. Yes. Yeah, quite, quite amazing. What, what a it, wonderful experience though. It really is. It really is.
1: The hypnotic trance we use for past life regression, where the memories are the best is actually a light trance. It's just under waking consciousness. So people don't feel like they're really hypnotized, yeah. but they they are, yeah. um, they, and they remember everything afterwards.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful tool. And and this, we, we just don't understand the capacity we have for, for coming to better understand ourselves. Yes. And, and what and who we really are and what we really are. Um, So I really recommend this process to everybody just for better coming to understand who we, who, and what we are. Um, It's uh, where it's as if we're skimming this, the surface of our lives until we go through this process. I really
1: think. Yes, it really is. It's like having someone that either you've been through, you've been in the past or your higher self yeah giving you yes, some exactly. very important information about your current life it it really it it's it's like opening a box
0: and finding out who you are inside um it and nothing negative ever comes out i I mean I've never heard of anything negative coming out It's like you're giving yourself the opportunity to know who you yourself really are and it's all I, positive
1: I will um, say that there's nothing negative that ever comes out but sometimes. People will get very into a situation and it'll be a tense situation. If it gets to be too much for them, I will just lift them up above and have them watch it as if they're watching a movie. An example would be if they were a soldier that was in a war. Oh, okay. Talk about that. For example. Well, the first past life regression that I ever did was before I was trained. It was on a patient that, I was seeing for Reiki. Uh, he had extremely severe back pain that he would have about, when I was younger, about once a year, and he could hardly move. It would last for several days and then it would magically go away. When he got to be older, it started to occur more frequently. He went to all kinds of doctors, had all kinds of tests. There was never anything medical that could be diagnosed. One day during our Reiki session, in the middle of it, he started talking about something that seemed like a battle scene. Um, I had never really thought much about past life regression. And so I thought it must have been a movie that he had watched or something he had read. Um, And I kept saying, what are you talking about? Finally, because he was so insistent in describing it, I thought, well, I'm just going to go along with this. So I started asking him, what happened next? The situation was, in medieval times, he was on a horse. He had a wooden lance. They were in battle. He had been separated from his fellow uh, fighters, and he was being chased. And he was quite worried. The next thing that happened, he was knocked off his horse, and he landed on a pile of jagged rocks. which apparently broke his back, and he was left there. The enemy on horses just rode away, and he was just left there. No one from his side ever found him, and he died there on that pile of jagged rocks. So a body memory that he had was the way his back felt, and it would come back to him every little bit. Uh, I didn't really know what I was doing at that point. But I did say to him, "Okay, that's something that happened in the past. Isn't it wonderful that you have a strong, healthy back in this lifetime and you never have to feel that pain ever again? And lo and behold, he didn't. Oh,
0: (laughs) well, that was a miraculous healing you did. Well,
1: it was what stimulated me to go on and learn to do real past life regressions.
0: Yeah. Quite wonderful, actually. That's that's terrific.
1: But how awful. Poor man. There are mem- many cases in which what happens during a past life regression will heal a physical issue that a person has. We can ask to go back to the origin of when that problem started. And the origin will be in a past life, maybe way back.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's one, one of the things that got me interested in it as well. Um, I had a terrible fear of heights that, that start, well, of, of walking off a high place, which is a foolish kind of fear, but I had no fear of being in a skyscraper. But, it, uh, if there was a, a, uh, a height and it was, it, w- it was a place where I could walk off, um, uh, then I could that was a problem. Uh, I any, any any place where it was open, like an open window high up. That was a problem. Suddenly I was afraid of it. And it started when I was in my teens. And um, then I, I suddenly had a flash of being a, a, a I mean, I did this myself. <laughs> I, I had a, a past life memory. I started to, to develop the past life memory of being a young Native American in the Southwest. I think it was like 18th century, something like that. Um, uh, 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 and I w- was religiously pure enough. I thought I could fly and it was early morning. Um, and I thought, I, and I, I believe I walked off the top of a cliff thinking I could fly and I must've fallen and died. And uh, as soon as yes. I, as soon as I got that memory, I immediately lost the fear of, of, of walking up a high place.
1: Yes. I yes. cured it. Myself. I cured yes. it. And that's a good point. We can regress ourselves back to past lives and it can be very effective as it was in your case. The one thing that I will say is when you work with a facilitator, the facilitator asks you questions that you can answer. You may not have known you know knew this, but you can answer it. And you'll get more detail, more richness out of it. In your case, you really didn't need anything else. But sometimes there is a need for more yeah. information.
0: Yeah. But isn't not that isn't that dumb? I did it for myself without even... This was years ago. Without even knowing that's what I was doing. I think and, it's great. Uh, yeah. So, you know, even... I, I suppose uh, uh, it's it's just a random thing that you can sometimes do, but I, yes. I would recommend to people if you suddenly develop a fear at a certain age, just know that it may be that when that in some past or future life, because there is no time, and sometimes it's a future problem that is causing a problem in your present life. Yes. Oh man, this is such an interesting conversation. Um, we all we live many lives. <laughs> And it isn't just, it isn't just our present life that causes us trouble. Sometimes it's some other life that is causing a problem now. We don't even know it. So strange.
1: Yes, uh, past lives hold the key to helping us heal physical or psychological problems. At some points, other in other instances, they help us psychologically deal with a situation or a challenge that we're facing, and they can also help us move forward into our life path more fully. So we can gain many things from a past life regression.
0: And plus it's empowering. I, in, in a way it's hard for me to describe. It's empowering to go through a, a, a regression. Um, I, I di- didn't understand that until um, I, we, I, 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 been through several of these sessions. I've never been through one with you, Ann. I think maybe that's one thing we have to put on our to-do list. Great. Uh, I'd love I'd, to do one for you. I, I I would I'd like to try it too. So if I can find a little time in one of my days here. I've been i I really am so over overbooked for a while all summer now again. Um but I would like to try it with you. Um, But I, I, but I've tried it with a bunch of people because it's just something I I keep exploring the possibilities. There are everyone, there are more possibilities of things to do to figure out our lives because our lives are eternal. They're eternal consciousness is infinite and we are part of that consciousness. And this is one of the things which we can learn so much more about ourselves and about all of reality by trying these kinds of things that people can help us do to better understand all of this. It's really fun. And it sounds Anne, as if you have a wonderful practice in doing this for people. I'm so glad that you're doing it because people have so much to learn. You must have wonderful stories. Well, you obviously do. You're telling wonderful stories about the things you're doing to help people. Yes, I have many her? stories. you in also- to sort of hear these stories that people have to tell about because peter who Peter Wright has sort of been the person we've been talking with about this, and he people tell all kinds of stories about what people have done for that for him i uh, rather he's done for them in the things he's been able to do.
1: do you yes. have all
0: kinds of stories that people tell also about about the things you've done for them,
1: yes, and I also wanted to mention that. Sometimes people will get such specific details during their session that they will go out and look it up and actually find the person that they were in the past life. (laughs) Oh, you can go
0: find relatives. And my goodness, it's it's not enough to find your relatives in this lifetime. You can
1: find relatives in other lifetimes. Yes. And some of them have gone back and into history books and seen the exact scenes that they saw during their regression that they knew nothing about beforehand.
0: It really is fun. This is one of the things about afterlife research that truly is fun is, is learning about other, other places that where you may have lived and, and other, other people that you have been. At one point um, when I was out in Santa Barbara with, with Peter and, my present um, spirit guide won 't allow me to be regressed to lifetimes i 've had with him we 've had seventeen, so Peter called all the people I had been into the into the room, and there were all these i 've always been male i don 't know why i 've always been male there were all these men in the room with us they were all me. I mean what a weird feeling that was <laughs> yes oh, my goodness very strange yes. but that- but empowering all the same I mean hi guys. <laughs>
1: Yes. What a wonderful experience.
0: I guess. I mean, I wanted to say, are you disappointed in who I turned out to be? But I didn't want to hear their answer. You know,
1: it would have been a good one.
0: You think so? Yes. Oh That's one of the things, as you as you point out, um, they're they're they everyone everyone who is in our past knows we're doing the best that we can nobody is disappointed in us all the people who've gone ahead of us who have been in our lifetimes they're they're all rooting for us now even if even if we think that they didn't like us when when we were here that the curmudgeonly uncle all of those people they're all rooting for us now they love us now
1: yes yes and They're with us at times and supporting us.
0: Yeah, I think that's wonderful to know. Who are the people who most come to you? What are the kinds of problems that they have that they want you to help them with?
1: Well, I would say that I have a variety of people that come to me. Probably the majority come because they're simply curious about their past lives. And they don't realize that I don't do it just for curiosity. I do it to help them in their lives. But. Those are probably the majority. There are others that come because they've had a recurrent memory or they've had a deja vu experience that they just don't understand and they hope to learn more about that. Others will come in the case, especially of someone who's lost someone through death, will come because they want to know more about where their loved one is. They want to know more about whether or not they've had any lifetimes with them before, and they want to know if they're okay. And we can find out all those things during a past life regression. So,
0: they're, so they're, they've lost a loved one, and you, you can take them into a past life regression and learn about someone they've lost in this lifetime?
1: Yes. You, I can take them back to see if they've ever had another life with that person. And if oh. so, what what role they each played in that past life? Oh, okay, all right. That well,
0: that's another right, another use for the for the uh, process. I don't ever think of those things, but that's another good point because we do come back repeatedly, very often, in, with different roles, but with the same person. Is yes,
1: right? yes. There's a a group of about a hundred individuals, according to Dr. Newton that we incarnate with over and over again. And there's a much smaller group of maybe about maybe five to 10 that we incarnate with frequently. And there are certain souls that we very often incarnate with playing different roles. The last regression I did, the woman was um, her husband in this lifetime was her wife in her last lifetime. (laughs) She was the husband. Right. Oh. It it it's it's true,
0: but it is it is kind of turnabout is fair play in some ways, because there was a time when uh, men were much more dominant than they are now.
1: Oh my. And this in my book, a- I talk about the fact that um when I went to a past life, I found out that my daughter was my mother in a past life.
0: Oh, how interesting. And and I'm so sorry about your daughter. Now, when did she pass?
1: It's been about six years ago now.
0: Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's one of the things that's never supposed to happen. Our children are never supposed to go before we do.
1: I think it's a very difficult, very hard experience. But there are also gifts that come from it. I've achieved tremendous spiritual growth from going through that, that grieving experience. So they very much tell us absolutely right.
0: I have a friend who would say the same thing. So true. Oh, well we're coming toward the end of our time. What do you want people to take away from today who have heard us talking?
1: That we're souls who come here to earth to have experiences, to learn, to grow, to enjoy, and that we never really die. But we come back again to live another life and we're much more complex than we ever imagined. And doing a past life regression may give you a view of all that you've been in the past. So true. That's so very true.
0: Well, Anne, I so much enjoyed chatting with you. And as I say, when we when we can find a little time to do this, I think I would love to come in. And- that would be would- wonderful. I'd be happy to do that. That would be that would be very enjoyable. You can reach in at hypnoanclark at gmail.com or her website is birminghamhypnosis.com. Now do people have to come and be in your office or do I'm do- doing everything online now. Everything's online. Okay. So that makes it really easy. And this information, of course, will be in the notes to this. To this podcast. A big hug, my dear. This has been fun. It's been wonderful. And everyone, again, we've come to the end of our time. This has been Steep Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so happy you could be with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began and you certainly never will end. And when you get that, when you really get that, it changes everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest will be a dear personal friend of mine who'll be with us for the fourth time. Kelly Glover is someone I've shared lunches with and stories, and we've batted ideas around. And she and I met at the local Unity Church about 15 years ago when I still went to the local Unity Church. I don't know how we got started talking about race, but we ended up solving all of America's racial problems over lunch one day. So we wrote a book together. It's called The Fun of Living Together, We Must Learn to Live Together as Brothers or Perish Together as Fools. And, of course, you probably recognize that that was a quote from the greatest American of the 20th century, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., Kelly and I live actually not walking distance, but we don't live that far apart. But she and I live such very busy lives. We really don't ever get to see each other except maybe a couple times a year over lunch. So we decided the only way that we would be able to ever see each other would be if we well, actually, we won't even see each other. We'll be talking to one another, though, when we do our interview. And we're going to do an interview. We're going to talk about death. Because she lost her, her father is one of the most interesting people I've ever met, and and they, her parents did what they would have loved to do, they died uh, a year ago I guess, a year and a half ago, um, within days of one another, and we're going to talk about that, and I promise you this is not going to be depressing, this will be very uplifting. She's going to join me next week and we're going to talk and we're going to invite you to be part of what I think of as going to be a very sacred and joyous conversation. So please join us next week. This week, our guest has been Dr. Ann Clark, who is a Michael Newton Institute certified Life Between Lives facilitator and a Reiki master. And as you can hear, she's expert at Life Between Lives regression and and just I think that she's really a very interesting person in helping people understand the effect that that our lives that the lives we've lived at other times have on the life we're have where we're living now, and a very empathetic person, I think partly because of the loss of her own child, but as you know, she didn't really lose her child at all; they're going to be together again very soon, as we all will be together. In a, in a very much better place. These are strange experiences we're having now in a very strange place, as you very soon, as we all will soon remember. She's the owner of and practices at Wisdom for Wellness in Hoover, Alabama, and her Grace, Great Loss workshops are offered online. Her topic today has been the book that I just read yesterday and enjoyed, Llewellyn's Little Book of Life Between Lives, which she, she co-authored. And especially we've been talking about regression therapy, which I'm going to go and have an experience with her as soon as I can put a little time together to do that. The love and care that we are given as we return from each life and prepare for the next is extraordinary. And the love that we give to each other, when we go back, And we look back at the people who are still struggling struggling with the lives that we are living now is more than we can possibly imagine. So think of the people who have gone ahead of you and remember, they love you. All of them love you. I don't care who, how they felt about you when they were here. They love you very much. As you know, I have nonfiction books, Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, and The Fun of Living Together, which Kelly and I wrote together, and soon now The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity That Jesus Taught. For children, there's the fun of meeting Jesus. And you can order all these books through bookstores or on Amazon.com. The adult books are available as audiobooks too. And if you want to talk with me about anything at all, you can always reach me through the contact block on RobertaGrimes.com. I do answer every email. And past episodes can be are available, of course, on webtalkradio.net. You can always get um, those podcasts, almost wherever podcasts are available on, at any time at this point. And there is a Seek Reality app, which you can find just about anywhere. And meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please, by the way, have a hug from me right now. And please enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our, our one reality. Please always know that you are a powerful you most of all are a powerful eternal being and you most of all in the universe are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.